welcome back to Stardust Records, a Star Wars podcast. I'm Linz, and I'm here with my co-host, Savi. Hi, Savi. Hello. We are so glad to be back after our holiday break. Um, we hope yours was really great. Savi, was there anything particularly fun you did over the break? There were a few things. Well, it was it was Christmas, and we celebrate, and it was my birthday. I turned 23. <laughs> Yay! Yay! So I was hoping you were going to say that. I was like, <laughs> it was your birthday. <laughs> I turned... Uh, 23 on the 24th of December, my Christmas Eve baby. But that was fun. <laughs> I went to Disney and I saw Mo. Yes. That was really cool. Yes. Yeah. 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 It was, it was, I, it was a nice break. Rest was well needed and I, we, I think we got to get it. So how about you? How was your break? It was pretty good. Uh, this time of the year is always a little bit actually more crazy for me than most <laughs> of the rest of the year. So I had a lot of things going on. Um, we do kind of a youth outreach in my area. And so I was doing a lot of stuff with, um, middle school and high school kids. Um, and then my brother, my youngest brother came and visited me over Christmas. He surprised me. And so that was really cool. I hadn't seen him in person in a long time. So that was a a really nice Christmas present. Um, I was hoping you'd say that. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So that was really cool. And, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. It was a solid Christmas. It was. I haven't had one like that in a while. I was telling, I was telling somebody that too, somebody in my family, I was like, this just felt like a really chill, relaxed, laid back Christmas. Like it just felt yeah. like how it should be all the time. Yes. <laughs> sometimes, yes. Christmas, sometimes Christmas can be really overwhelming and, you know, being around a lot of family is hard and it's like being on all the time. Like there's the switch that you can't turn off until after January 1st, but it didn't feel like that. Like I felt like I didn't yeah. lose my routine or just went That's through the good. motions. Yeah. That's good. That's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And New Year's was a, was a good time too. So mm-hmm. um, we are recharged. We're re-energized. We're excited for this new era of Star Wars to start. Yeah. Um yeah, so there was some stuff that came out during the break that we didn't get to really talk about. Um, so why don't you mention a couple of those? Okay. Or at least one. Well, we got the Jedi Survivor. I want to say Jedi Fallen Order every time, but we got the Jedi Me Survivor <laughs> um, gameplay trailer, which was really cool. And it, that was at the Game Awards, I think. And mm. I'm really excited. We got to see... 22 23 year old Cal Kestis and his new look and we saw Seer and we didn't see Merritt and Grease though which leaves me a little bit worried but that's okay. yeah <laughs> yeah but, um, no yeah it was good it was good it, it made me really excited to play the game I pre-ordered and uh I'm ready for March it's only January no. 9th I have no idea what day today is and Wait. I'm already ready for March it's it's the eighth. You were so close. I was close. I'm in tomorrow. <laughs> I always think yes. day ahead. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No. I'm excited too. I I'm gonna be pre be pre ordering it very soon. Uh, just waiting some first adequate funds to allow me to do so because I want to get the deluxe edition. <laughs> and, I know the, uh, the Han Solo. It's and... <laughs> like ninety dollars. I'm just like I need it. But, I know. Um, yeah. I, I was pre ordering it too, and and. I, I, with 10% off, it was like a hundred bucks. It was crazy. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to hurt a little bit, but it's going to be worth it. It will be worth it. Um, I played, yeah, I played Fallen Order when it was like $9. <laughs> I 
<laughs> so this is definitely like a a shell shock moment. It's it's a little bit more because I got the deluxe edition of GFO before it came out, and um, it was not night. I don't believe it was ninety dollars then. I think it it was probably just a little bit less than that. I don't think it was ninety dollars though, but that came with like all the different lightsaber pieces and the orange saber and it was really cool but I I definitely forked it out then too (laughs) it's okay anything for for Calcastus exactly exactly (laughs) um oh we got into something else over the break that we haven't but maybe we should just mention because it was fun and it's Star Wars related um we both got into the (laughs) (laughs) oh god we We both got you go you (laughs) so so Savi here just like dropped this uh tops card on me and she's like look at this tops card it's so cool I want to get the app I want to buy it like I need this so badly it was of Cassie it was of Cassie and Andor of course I, I and had so never she's like, I had never seen the photo of him I was like mm-hmm, and, and yeah, I feel and she, like I feel like we've seen every photo besides from the ones in the Lucasfilm vault but I feel like we've seen every photo of Cassian so me seeing this photo and seeing that it's a photo that I haven't seen of Cassian was kind of crazy. So I was like, I need this app. Yeah, because you wanted to see it in higher quality. And so (laughs) and so then she gets it. And then she like (laughs) and then she's like, look at this app, look at these cards. And so then I get it. And we both went insane. And then they dropped like they had all the Andor cards that we had just missed and we were trading to try and get them because we wanted them. And then eventually they dropped like another Andor set and then we needed those cards. And we we have, a, I mean, I'm not going to speak for Savvy here, but I know I have spent some money on this app um, because we wanted the cards and they were so cool. I need the okay. photo. I need the, the collection of pixels that make a cute photo of Bix. <laughs> yes it's exactly lot, and it, but it, need. <laughs> it is so we went kind of crazy with that um and we still are and there's going to be more and so i don't yeah. know wave two it's, is coming of the andor yes box, so we'll be ready <laughs> and then of, of course of course i already had some of these tops cards um or i had collected some like with the signatures and stuff before this and so did Savi. She got me into this <laughs> originally. And then um, recently I saw the box sets, like physical box sets of, oh, yeah, um, of Rogue bought- One. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't help myself. I just got paid and I was like, I need these so badly. <laughs> and it was the most beautiful serotonin boost opening every single pack one at a time inside these boxes and then saving like the special one for last and Mm -hmm, I was just mm -hmm. like in the car with all these wrappers and cards on my lap like (laughs) so happy um yeah it's so much fun it it, it's definitely uh I don't know how to describe card trading but it's not something I'd ever get into as a 23 year old I feel like the I I used to have like a bunch of Yu-Gi-Oh cards I was in to that uh, Yu-Gi-Oh was like my Pokemon yeah and I had a, I had like a whole tin box I was never one of those people to like um organize them now I am but <laughs> back then like little me had a lot of trading cards so I was like oh I guess it makes sense that I am into this now as an adult as well <laughs> yeah it, it kind of blindsided me but then again I was like no this this is my this is my brand of mental illness so <laughs> It, it, it tracks <laughs> um, um 
Um, but yeah. What else, what else came out? Well, oh. this is a, I know this is a Star Wars podcast, but this is Pedro, and he is the Mandalorian. So mm-hmm. I played The Last of Us in like three weeks, minus the break that I took for the holiday. But we're excited for that. I mean, we could bring that up. I feel like that's that's coming out. Yeah. From recording, recording on Sunday, and it's coming next Sunday. But do you um, go ahead? Do you think you'll play any of the second game before the show comes out? Um, I definitely won't be able to finish it, but I did get the second game. I actually got the collector's edition. It was, mm. it was, it was a hefty deal or a hefty <laughs> price, but I did get it for a deal. Like it, like they had knocked off so much of the original price because all they had done was just open it and like look in it. Okay. So it came with this beautiful statue of Ellie playing the guitar. Oh. At- I'll have to show you after we finish recording, but yeah. it came with her bracelet um, with like a huge set of like enamel pins, the game, <sighs> like a digital download pack, um, just like a bunch of cool stuff. Yeah. But, yeah. I am really excited. There were so many things that have been like announced about the show, like how they're not doing the scores, um, but they are doing something that was concept art the tendrils rather than the spores so oh so more of a visual yeah kind of feel there which I was kind of happy about because with Mando like Pedro's always in suit with the helmet on and you know with the gas masks and they're they wear it fairly frequently in the game so I see I was like yeah Pedro yeah (laughs) we'll see more of his face no that's good yeah I I my my um uh, experience with The Last of Us is actually kind of backwards. I don't know why I did this, but I never actually played the first game. I never watched the playthrough, but it was around the time it was not long after the second game came out and there was a lot of controversy about it. And I remember I was kind of on a roll where I was watching a lot of PlayStation 4 playthroughs because I didn't own the system myself. Like I was watching God of War and stuff like that. And so I decided to watch The Last of Us, the second one. And Oh man, it was many hours of playthrough watch time and I cried so many times and um, yeah, so watching the show will help me better understand all the relationships that I mourned in the second one. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I'm excited to watch it. I am too. I'm, I'm excited to see I after playing the game and like just watching the trailer, Pedro is a perfect cast like I have casting I have never seen a better casting and I I say that because I'm an exaggerator (laughs) but it is is a good casting like I he just has Joel down and and Bella is a perfect Ellie and I know that she's been getting like a lot of hate and it makes me sad because she's such a good casting like I feel like they're gonna do a great job and I'm glad that they're including left behind which is the little side game that you play after you finish the campaign it's with riley so it's when spoilers because i guess now like i guess spoilers but it's after it's during joel after joel gets impaled and then it does flashbacks to when ellie was with riley so i'm glad they included that i think that that is like an important character story of Ellie in this like build up to the second game. Mm-hmm, for sure. 
But moving on, another thing, <laughs> another thing coming out in Jedi Survivor related, circling back, is the book by Sam uh, Riggs. Sam, I forgot her Mags? last name. Mags. I couldn't figure Mags. it out. Um, also, if you hear like talking or noise in the background, it's my dog. She's being very vocal. She's trying to become <laughs> the third host of this podcast. But um, we'll apparently get more. That's between Jedi Fallen Order and Jedi Survivor, right? So it's going to cover those mm-hmm. few years. Yeah, some sort of adventure. Yeah. And I'm hoping that, I'm hoping that, because it's always a tough thing when there's um two so two forms of media that go together so a book and a video game um and you know you want to be able to play a game without needing to read the book but at the same time it's nice when the book references the game the game references the book so I do hope that there's elements um in the book that are in the game so that people can have that a stronger connection to it instead of it just being like standalone then all of a sudden here's the game I do hope that there are touchstones within both both of the the book and the game that um that connect together because I I think that would make it a better experience for everyone who's wanting to consume you know Jedi or Fallen Order Survivor stuff yeah and I feel like it would be good if let's say someone didn't play Fallen Order and is just going to play Survivor Mm-hmm. Just reads the book before though I always recommend yeah. that they play Fallen Order I think that's a great game yeah it is it is so solid and I'm hoping that it looks like it's just gonna continue being solid into the second one yeah and um oh, man I'm really excited for it it Me feels too. so weird it feels just like yesterday I was sitting in a hotel room playing it for the first time and now I'm just like wow started from the bottom now we're here <laughs> <laughs> I remember we mourn Trilla like a real person I'm still in denial (laughs) yeah I feel like we'll always be in denial but that's what like that's with every character that dies like I'm in denial about Tala and I had her for like three minutes (laughs) I I can't I I can't even yeah it's okay so do you have any predictions (laughs) for Survivor um I I think we t- you and I talked about this a little bit and it's kind of a downer so don't come for us but I kind of feel like Seer might kick the bucket um which is a really a it's kind of a bummer I don't want to speak it into existence but just just the kind of character she is as like a mentor character and you know Star Wars track record with killing Mentors. women yeah. <laughs> I do feel like she'll, um, that that the game will mostly be focused around her and Cal. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that it's going to be a pretty strong story. I do hope them. that she, she, I do hope though that she does survive. Like, Me I want too. more of her. I, I, I don't want this to sound like I'm thinking that she's the only character that's going to like, you know, be the only one that dies or anything like that. I, I do, uh. I do hope that she she sticks around. Um, and then, like, I don't know. This is, I've read a couple interviews. You know, Cameron was saying that um, Cal is kind of at a point where he's like, what do I do now? Kind of, you know, what is my, like, path forward? Um, and that makes me really excited because there's so much he could do. 
And I'm hoping that he runs into some more like rebellion type stuff. Um, Cause it's just natural. Like that just naturally feels like what's going to happen. He's going to come across more rebellion things. And yeah, I just mm. hope that this isn't the last of him. Like, I hope there's going to be another game more content or like, Oh, what happens to him? We don't know. And yeah. then I, I do hope that we get him in live. I mean, I, it makes sense that we might get him in live action someday because, you know, he looks so much like Cameron and Cameron looks so much like him. And I'm sure Cameron would be fine with being in a show. <laughs> um, so yeah, sorry. That kind of went off topic there, but no, that's okay. I don't really have, I don't really have too many predictions or like expectations, which me too. I like, <laughs> I think, I feel like they might do the whole Cal Marin thing. I, I, I'm indifferent about Cal Marin, I think, <clears throat> but um, I think it'd be cute. Um, I know yeah. that they're like a fan favorite ship. So, and I feel like not really many people have much against that. I know that Sam made, wrote Marin to be pan, which is really mm-hmm. cool. We have another canon LGBTQ character. So, yeah, That's, that was fun to find that out. It would be cool if maybe they gave Marin a girlfriend, though. <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I I feel like we don't have enough of that. I mean, we get it in the comics and stuff, but I mean, we yeah. got it in Andor, which was so awesome. I still um, think about it. Well, of course, I think about Andor every day. But yeah, <laughs> I but love like we got. Yeah, and so I. Part of me is like. I mean, I wouldn't mind Cal and Marin either because it would it would make sense. Like it would be like, oh, there's all this backstory. Like we understand this. This makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but then if Cal didn't end up with anybody, it would also make sense. It'd be fine. Yeah. Um, he doesn't. Not everybody has to be in a relationship, I guess. But um, I think it would be really beautiful if the um, the representation or like the if we got more representation that would be really cool if it was on cal's side or her side you know what i'm saying like it would just mm-hmm. be really neat if like because we hear creators say oh this character is this is how they identify and this you know but then sometimes we never actually get to see that so yeah it would just be neat but whatever happens i i'm sure i'll love like as long as i don't kill anybody like just awfully or off screen like as long as yeah. that doesn't happen i know there are some predictions that like Marin and Grease will die in the book oh I don't I think they, that I don't think they'd do that I think a I don't, I don't think Sam that. would do that and b I don't think they would do that period yeah I feel like that just be no. mean yeah I I just I hope that they're okay I don't think that Marin will be killed off I don't think she's dead same I think, I think that she's the, good. the one person that might not be safe is Grease which I think they're gonna Rio kills- him no Rio from Solo I think they're gonna do that to him but that's okay it's not okay but I know I mean not speaking Um, into existence (laughs) but I tried there was one more thing well Mando comes out in March and we'll be talking about that which will be the first time well obviously this podcast didn't exist before season one and season two but we'll be able to talk about it yeah it'll be Um, awesome but we can't talk about the Bad Batch, we got episodes one and two. I don't know the name of episode one, but the, no, the second one was The Ruins of... Oh, The Spoils of War and The of Ruins war. of War. What were your, like, overall... What was your overall, like, 
thought about the premiere? Did you like it? I did. I I okay. I like I enjoy the Bad Batch. I like I love Wrecker. He's my favorite. Um I love Hunter too. I know that Hunter is like a I like all of them. Like I can't say that I dislike any of them. Mm-hmm. Um I think maybe I'm wrong, but I think that Hunter has like this is a weird way to describe him. But I think that he has a good head on his shoulders. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not that any of them don't. But I think that he reminds me, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but he reminds me a lot of, I can't believe it, but I'm saying He reminds me <laughs> a lot of Cassian in yeah. Andor. Like in the aspect yes. where he's like, I want to just go somewhere warm and just raise Omega and be mm-hmm. at peace but that's not possible like that's not a world like the world that they're in right now is not a world where they can just go and freely do that yeah so I think that that's going to be like the premise of the entire season go that, ahead yes yeah no I was literally gonna say the same thing I wrote this down I said I think these episodes set a tone that will likely carry through the course of the season that tone being that you can't run from the empire and yeah. also perhaps it um what it means to be a family so yeah yeah, I do believe it'll have the same sort of like you know we can't run from who we are we can't run from you know what's happening um and we have to face it somehow like that's going to be the tones um the the themes um I feel like and so I guess I've liked these first two episodes like there was nothing wrong with them to me there was nothing like really in your face that was like oh there's I don't know about this kind of thing or whatever um I I do believe that I I guess maybe some people might be like oh I wish we saw like I wish we got like a glimpse of crosshair so we know what was happening or um some because these episodes were very localized in, in one spot and you didn't see anything happening outside and which you don't have to, but I think maybe if anybody was going to make like a sort of a comment about the episode, that'd be like, oh, well, what was, you know, I wish we saw more of this or whatever. Um, but aside from that, I think it really covered each character pretty well. Um, I had heard some stuff from last season and I might have had the same feeling. It's been a while since I watched the first, but um, some people wanted to see more of individual characters like on the main cast you know in the bad batch um either say like speaking more or having bigger roles and so I feel like we got that even just in these first two episodes I think most of the bad batch was pretty equally represented I guess um I found myself like the first season I was not really invested in like tech like I don't you know, he didn't have too much of a story in my, or I don't know how to say, not story, but there just wasn't a lot uh, to him, I guess. I, I don't want to like offend anyone, but there just, to me, there didn't seem like there was too much to him. Um, and so these episodes um, definitely gave me more of an appreciation for his character. Um, we kind of saw the way he thought more. Um, he got to be a badass <laughs> in the woods while he was hurt, which was kind of cool. Um, I, I love that part yeah so was there any um 
I guess, character moments that you thought really stood out to you? Um, this was in episode one, but it was the scene in the cantina, like, or like Sid's place where um, Echo and Hunter talk a little bit. And then this, the, the beginning, or no, it was still in Sid's place where um, they say something about like making a home and then Hunter looks at Omega. Oh, and then one more in episode two. These are the three that really stuck out to me. Um, I forget the man's name. Oh, yeah, the Serenian guy. Yes, but his scenes I really enjoyed. And I'll explain that in a second. But when Omega is looking through like the little jewels thing, if he said something like, if it brings you joy, it's priceless or something like that. Yeah. Or I don't know. I thought that was such a beautiful line, but and I, I feel so badly because I watched the episode very recently. So it's not very, I can't really remember right now, but um, forgive me if I mess this up, but it's like Echo and Omega and the gentleman from Serrano. And he corrects Echo. He's like, we, we're like from Serrano. Like we're, uh, we're yeah. not separatists. Yes. Like, like the culture thing. Like he's like, yes, like we, like it was the empires or something, but it's like, but we were always here. Like this, the Serrani. I, I don't remember what he said. And I feel so Yeah. Bad. He was basically, no, no, I, I got you. He was basically like saying that because Echo was saying, that he was like a separatist or they were separatists and he's like no we're like we're serenian you know we were here before the separatists we were here before here we were here before the war was here like we are our own people and and i really liked that distinction too because it really because like so often it's like you know one side or the other but people don't think about the individual peoples and cultures that are wrapped up in you know, the conflict. And even those, you know, Serrano or Serrano, how you say it, was Count Dooku's like lair, you know, that doesn't mean that everybody should be associated with Count Dooku. Um, yeah. So yeah, I like that moment too. It it makes me wonder, and I'm gonna bring up Andor because this is, you know, mostly like Rogue One and Andor podcast, but it makes it makes me think if in season two like if when we meet Brasso and Bix again and they like meet other people, if Ferrix will be seen that way. Like Ferrix will be like, mm. well, that's like an imperial planet or something like mm. that. And Brasso will be like, well, no, like we're Phyrexians and we were there first and that's our home. And I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see. I would, I would like to see stuff like that. It's Me always too. nice when, when it's, um, there's more complexity to a situation and it's and it's because we all know that it's more complex but when the narrative actually uh, addresses it that's really nice to see yeah um it's it's yeah like bringing the uncomfortable aspects of situations to life mm -hmm. or like the the ones that that aren't normally put in the spotlight in the spotlight so yes good I, I thought they were good i i you know there is there's the whole, you know, whitewashing aspect that I'm not a fan of. And, you know, there's a lot of things that I think can be addressed more. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, I think that there's just, there's flaws in everything. That's a really big flaw. <laughs> and I wish yeah. that it would change, but it, you know. We could, I mean, it's one of those things where you can critically analyze something and have a critical thought on it and not like, I don't support that. And I hope that it improves in the future. 
And it's a problem that was persisting from through the Clone Wars show. Um, there's been a lot of talk over the years of the way that um, the clones have been portrayed, like their physical traits and stuff like that. So it's something that's been um, talked about for a long time. And so I definitely think that that needs to be still addressed. And I don't, and I, um, I support the people who, and I, you know, I support it too. Unwhitewashed movement. Yes. The unwashed, unwhitewashed, unwhitewashed the bad batch. I support that. And I, and I think that it's a conversation we shouldn't shy away from and that we should listen to. Mm -hmm. So that's my thoughts on that. Um, and we share and both so, thoughts, I think, both as people and as a podcast. So, yes. So, throughout the show, um, we're going to cover each episode or like touch on it every time we ha- we record. Um, yeah, with that in mind. And so, circling back to some of the characterizations that people have had some problems with from the past ser- or season, um, I feel like, how, how did you feel about Wrecker um, in these episodes so far? I feel like he was given more of a, I feel like, how do I say this? He was done more justice. Um, you know, he was still himself from the mm-hmm. first season, but he's so, like, he's so smart. Like, mm-hmm. he made that, he, like, made that cannon yeah. like, in the middle of a firefight. Yeah. And um, I thought that was a really cool thing to see because it highlighted, you know, those skills he had. Yeah. And because a lot of people were had complaints that like he was just dumbed down which is not nice to see so I feel like it's difficult to be to say yet with only two episodes out but I do think that I think that all of the characters will have a really good arc throughout the series I think that we are just seeing the beginning and I think that it'll be fascinating to see an entire season with like with 16 episodes and what they'll fill it with so and I believe that no episode is filler episode like I know a lot of people yeah. think there are fillers and rebels but I think that every episode in a season has potential for character growth and everything is important like yeah when we, like the episode with Zeb alone on Adelon when he is dealing with a rogue droid that's an important characterized like show of character from Zeb so I don't think that any mm-hmm. episode is truly filler episode so I don't have much to say on like each individual character it was nice to see them back like I was I was like man I remember like season one I'd stay up until midnight in my apartment and watch it but now that I have a full-time job I can't do that but <laughs> But like yeah. it's 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 nice seeing them back. The animation is really crisp and it's I love the change in costumes or costumes. I love the change in like the color of the armor. I think that's cool. A yeah. call to like Mandalorian culture. Cause I know that they paint their armor right and the color usually means mm-hmm. something. Yeah. So it's yeah, it, super interesting. Yeah. I, I didn't even think to analyze that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that was a, I don't know if that was in their minds when they made that choice, but um, It'd be cool yeah, if it in was. mostly legend. Yeah, it like I don't know how much relevance it has in the new canon because <laughs> this really started in. <laughs> um, I was gonna say, 
I don't know how much relevance like armor color has in the new canon. I know it's like very much a cultural thing in the Mandalorian um, and like in Rebels with Sabine and stuff. Like it definitely still has meaning. Um, but as like far as the colors meaning, I don't know if it's been a directly addressed in canon so far but in legends it was definitely a big deal that every color had a certain type of meaning for um a mandalorian so um it would be cool to dive deeper into that looking at the bad batches um armor schemes and stuff because it it shows that they're further away from the people that they were like in the republic you know um and it gives opportunity for them to show even more of their individual personalities and things so i think that that's i liked that too we can see them evolving as characters yeah so i just looked up what each color means and blue is reliability which i think hunter has that it's like a teal but yeah um red i know that they have red on their on all of their armor red is honoring a parent yeah yeah i was gonna say um it's it's definitely a family thing black is justice i know that their armor is more like a charcoal gray is mourning Mm -hmm. a lost love i guess if you want to consider that teal a green uh that means duty yeah so it it would be cool if they brought that in it's definitely like a, a pretty small it was big in legends but it would be pretty small now but it would be interesting if that was like a way to allude to it i know that they sometimes like yeah. pull like an Andor, they pulled some legend stuff so i wouldn't be surprised if they did the same in the bad batch well i mean i was going to mention that they did that with um and this was this is kind of old news but maybe new news for some people but like the uh the laboratory cloning facility that the Bad Batch infiltrated in the first season on oh my gosh why can't I think of the name oh it's right there on the tip of my tongue I can't think of it um but the planet that they were on is the same planet from Legends um from Heir to the Empire um that Timothy Zahn wrote it's the original Thrawn trilogy and um it's Wayland 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 is the name of the planet and the Mountain even has the same name that the uh, cloning facility is in. And in Legends, that's where Emperor Palpatine um, stored uh, clone cylinders. Um, This was before Attack the Clones came out. So this was kind of like kind of like even further back Legends stuff than than what we are used to. Um, But yeah, so that's like some Legends lore that was really big that was inserted into the bad batch so you know maybe we'll see more about that in this season i think we will i think it'll be i am anticipating the next few episodes and next episode of this podcast will have some pretty cool guests so i don't want to spoil it now (laughs) but it'll be yes we will yeah Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a riot for sure (laughs) so to close us off I know for our first episode, we did this thing where we like grabbed a recipe from a recipe book and oh. I like said it and I got another Star Wars recipe book for Christmas. <laughs> so yes. I thought since this was our first day back, I thought we'd do the same. A throwback. So, a throwback to our first episode. This one I think is mostly um, 
like it's a life day cookbook so I think it's mostly like holiday themed stuff but I was looking through it and it's just like some nice dinners and treats so I thought you could pick a category and I would go to that and open it up or like pick one from there so what (laughs) categories are there there's appetizers and snacks side dishes main courses desserts and drinks so you can pick eat between side dishes and desserts and then we'll pick a drink to go with it how's that okay let's do side dishes okay I guess we can do a whole meal so maybe we can do appetizers all the way through the desserts and I'll just pick one okay let's do it okay (laughs) okay let's see okay this sounds something like something you'd like oh okay let's see okay for oh this looks so good (laughs) for an appetizer (laughs) we have the mila flower toast i'll show you i'm showing Lindsay a picture those are strawberries (gasps) oh doesn't that look yummy so it's oh it's yeah it's ricotta cheese lemon zest uh on ciabatta bread with cherry tomatoes strawberries olive oil black pepper balsamic vinegar and honey sounds really good oh my mouth is watering I would eat that (laughs) I would except I would sub the ricotta cheese for goat cheese oh yes yeah I just think it has like a better like spreadable I don't know yes so let's see let's pick something to go with that let's do a side dish okay let's do Let's do gloom root pancakes. Ooh. That sounds pretty yummy. Gloom. Gloom root. Ooh, this bread looks good. I wonder if it's like blue. Uh, let's see. Ooh, that looks good. Okay, I'll show you a picture. I feel like a kindergarten teacher. I'm like, okay, class. Oh, I see. <laughs> it's not oh, like I see. Is that, is that a dipping sauce? Yes. Ooh, uh, it's potatoes rainbow carrots onion egg matzo meal (gasps) salt I love matzo ball soup I don't know me too it's so good okay it is so soul warming oh interesting okay so it's like carrots and potatoes smushed like together and then oh it's like a fritter yeah the dipping sauce is applesauce and sour cream together I feel like I'd like that. But you? I'm making the weirdest. I'm making the weirdest face right now. Like <laughs> you know, the I'm making the kombucha girl face. Like, hmm. <laughs> okay. Do I like the sound of that? I don't know. It's but pretty... I would try it. I would definitely try it. I'm a person who will try anything once. Me too. I will. And if, if I hate it, I I let them know. I'm like, nope, that's okay. Thank you. I'm like, you know, I tried it, but I don't think it's for me. But I won't be like, no, I don't want to put that in my mouth. Ooh, okay. For a main course, let's do engine roasted tip yip. Tip yip. Ooh, I was it chicken. Uh engine roasted. Ooh, okay, it's, but it's, is tip tip yip's chicken? Is it chicken? It is. Yes. See, I I always think of tip yip as chicken. Yeah. When I went to Galaxy's Edge last month already, um, they had we had. Two, we ate at Docking Bay 7, me and my partner, and um, 
God, the food there is really good. And I'm not just saying that because I'm biased, but they had these noodles and Mo's sister recommended them to me. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll try them. But um, it's like, I'm forgetting the name of the noodle, forgive me, but it's like a circular noodle and it has like avocado cream sauce, balsamic vinegar, or like a, like a balsamic, like a sweet, um, oh, and it's like roasted meat. It's so good. It's like the type of meat you would put in stew. And it's such like a, like an odd array of flavor, but it's so tasty and I wish that I can learn how to make it because it's like the perfect cold day meal. So yeah. I will now be like Mo's sister and recommend it to everybody. <laughs> but um, I, I should, I should, that's on my wish list. Oh, I, I want to take you to Disney so badly. <laughs> it's it's going to happen. I'm manifesting yeah. it this year. I'm not letting anything stop me. Goes to Disneyland. But engine roasted tippy up is literally just roasted chicken. It looks like they grabbed one off the rack at Costco and just put it in. (laughs) All right. Okay. Dessert time. (laughs) Um, This is so fun. I'm trying to go fast though. Also, our chef's name is Strono Tugs. Chef Strono. He looks like a very like stroganoff yes i love stroganoff this is him on Batu. <laughs> here he is oh i'm pointing oh. to the wrong guy he's here is it the yes i see him okay he looks that... very um devoted to his his craft right he's feeding all of batu i didn't see him there when i went but i'm sure he was busy cooking away yes preparing for christmas absolutely um or life day excuse me actually when I was there it was almost my birthday and I had like a birthday pin and all of the employees or excuse me all of the Batuans were telling me happy origin day and they let me they let me pilot the falcon which was cool they're like birthday that is amazing they're like birthday girl gets to pilot the falcon and I was like did Hondo Onaka like tell you to do that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm insufferable at Disneyland. <laughs> no, I would be too if I was there. I would just never, I would never come down from that high. It took a couple of days. Um, okay, for dessert, we have Kashyyyk cake because Jedi Fallen Ooh. Order was something we talked about. So, yes. Um, what is this? What the Wookiees eat? I think so. Tarful is like, Mari, my grand. <laughs> oh, it looks. This is what my looks good. Oh, it's like a, is it like a parfait? Yes, it's like a parfait, but it's with um mascarpone. Oh, Have you had that before? I think so. Yeah, this is okay. very familiar to me. And jam. I think I chocolate have... pearls, raspberries. They put like a little bit of like mm-hmm. a blue spirina powder on top, so it looks more Star Warsy. To make food look we Star love Wars, that. you make it blue. Noodles, yep. blue. Waffles, oh, never mind. Let me not finish that. <laughs> I can't have you heard of that? Oh my god! Of course I have. <laughs> wow, that took me back. Yeah, that took okay. me back. That, Whoa! I feel like I just got transported back to elementary school. Anyway. 
cherries. Yeah. Okay. Um, blue cereal. Blue cereal. Okay. Blue milk. Cereal carnes intestines are definitely dyed blue. Um. Okay. They are. I have two. We're two peoples. We have two drinks, and we will be sharing them. Uh, we have the okay. Rocher Sap Cider because we're both cider girlies. <gasps> and yes. Because we both love Rogue One, the Scarif Slush. So ninety. Oh. We go to page ninety-seven. Here it is. Scarif oh. Slush. This looks yummy. I would. Is that which one? That. Which one's that one? It's the. It's the. Is that the cider? Rocher Sap Cider. Yeah, that's something that I would drink in front of the fireplace and not let anybody speak to me until I finished it. <laughs> Is that is that like a <laughs> is that a is that a kashik uh drink because of the uh like... yes yes it yeah. is though it needs three Y's where is the the two other Y's I well I think it's I think it's just like a <laughs> just being an a, asshole <laughs> a, a, I think it's a Wookie word <laughs> that's true for sure okay so you need apple cider although I would. I would put a little something in there. <laughs> Light brown sugar, three cinnamon cloves, six whole cloves, nutmeg, and orange. Oh, mm-hmm. that sounds delicious. Oh, I want to make that like tomorrow. <laughs> also, the the bant. This is not a drink that we're drinking, but the bantha milk chocolate milk, milk hot chocolate Ooh. is blue. They blued it. Of course it is. Of course it is. Here, if it's okay. got milk, it's need, it needs to be blue or green. This is an interesting drink. It's a scarab slush. This is not what I was expecting. I was expecting something more blue for the scarab slush. Yeah. Um, but it comes with yellow jackfruit, young coconut, avo- oh, avocado peeled. <laughs> coconut milk light brown sugar shaven ice and sweetened and condensed milk i don't know i'm not getting scarif vibes from this i mean i get the tropical vibe like there's yellow there's some green you know there's like some of the white in there but it it definitely doesn't yeah that's not and where's the alcohol yeah (laughs) we need alcohol because we will be drinking that during a rogue it's scarif yeah yeah you you cannot have a scarif drink and not have alcohol in it. For reals. Okay. Yeah. Well, there's, we would have a horrible stomach ache after that. <laughs> I think that we would be on the toilet for like two hours. Me with my IBS. Probably. <laughs> um, okay. So just to remind everybody where you can find us, because <laughs> it has been a while. <laughs> um, I'm at Endorisms on Twitter and Instagram. Linz is at a cosmic love on Twitter and at Rebel Risen on Instagram, and then mm-hmm. uh, you can find us at the pod at at Stardust Records without the O at the end. Uh, on Twitter as well, or <laughs> chronically on Twitter. <laughs> um, you can also find me at News Andor. There hasn't been much to update. Um, I think the cast has been on a Christmas break, but that's okay. We'll get them back yeah. next year. Andor is no well, longer two years away. It's just one year away. Yes. <laughs> Saying that to That's make myself feel news. better. I know. <laughs> um, but we will see you next week on another episode of Stardust Records. Bye. 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 <laughs>